0: And we're back with another episode of The Anarchist Experience, episode 229, aka season three, episode 49, coming at you this week. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with... MC... And since we still have access to the phone numbers, uh, you might as well use them. 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. We talked a little bit during the pre-show, MC, and you said you're pretty sore uh, from a hike. uh, Got a little banged up. uh, But is there anything uh, on the table that you want to discuss today?
1: Um, There is. Um, So... Uh, I thought about this uh, while you are doing the intro, and I, I wanted to propose this idea that I have to some PhD friends of mine, and nerds. people that are more politically correct, uh, connected, uh, not correct, they're definitely not politically correct, <laughs> <laughs> politically <laughs> connected uh, than I am. Um, I, I, I can't stand being around uh, politicians that much, so... But anyway, uh, what what I think Trump is doing is is really bad as far as the uh, the the
0: taxes. No, the the tariffs. Terrorists? The, oh, de- depending right. on what who in, you are, what you're calling them now,
1: and and trying to create an enemy out of China, um, which you know makes everything. Which I think a lot of the people... the manufacturing capital of the world. A lot of people around the world uh, hugely benefit from. I mean, even you know, corporations in the U.S. benefit from. Like, if you wanted to start a business selling products uh, and you want to design them and sell them in the U.S. and make money for yourself and your family, uh, you might want to get them manufactured in China just because it's cheaper there. Yep, had a friend who did just that. And it's, to me, it's a win-win situation. You know, you're helping poor people in China out and you're helping uh, people in the U.S. out because, well, uh, the, the products
0: end up being cheaper. And so more yeah. people get to enjoy them. Um, All fair trade is always a win-win, right? Like, I mean, that's it's, right. it's difficult for people to understand that. But right. if you're getting it cheaper and they're getting paid for it and they're they're doing the manufacturing at a rate that they're comfortable doing it for, and then you get the product to sell cheaper to keep your cost down and to get more people interested in the product, like, it's, it's not just a win-win. It's like a win-win, win-win, you know? And then, and then, some goofball with a funny haircut jumps in and goes like, "Nope, we're gonna, we're gonna tariffs tariffs because that's that'll help America because that's what's
1: fair." Um, so I think the idea or the the legal way that that Trump is doing this is saying that, well, because if it if something is a threat to the U.S., then he can make decisions that affect everybody else. So he can he can. What's what's the what's the type of laws that he passes? Um, executive orders. Ex- yeah, executive. So he could do an executive order that is lawful and has has an effect. I don't know if does he do this these things by executive order. I these don't know tariffs. Well, however the tariffs happen, I think I think the justification is 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 because uh, uh, national security.
0: I don't remember enough about civics to know how tariffs get implemented.
1: Right, well, normally they would go through Congress, but if it's Trump doing it, he's only got one way of doing it, really. Yeah. So I I'm making a lot of assumptions. I don't follow politics that closely, or the 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 legal ways they're doing it. But okay. anyway, so my pr- my proposal is is that somebody sues Trump uh, because China is not actually a threat to the U.S. Okay. I mean, it's just not. I mean, they make all our stuff. Why why is that a threat? You know, trade is not. A, th- a very threatening thing to do to people,
0: <laughs>
1: you know. Yeah, I'd right. like to sell you some cheap goods. Oh, don't do that to us. That would, yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm. Maybe I missed something. You said you're going to pose this to your PhD friends. Like you think the right. P, you think a well, PhD would have a better understanding moving well, forward the with the lawsuit. Stuff. Okay.
1: Right. So basically, lawyers and stuff like that. Uh, okay. People that that understand the politics way better than I do because I I don't even care to follow it that much, but. I do follow politics enough to know that, well, these, these, these tariffs are basically Trump's fault. Like if it wasn't, if Trump wasn't in there, uh, uh, these tariffs wouldn't be happening. So, um, yeah. And it's totally wrong. It's, it's obviously wrong. And I think he should be sued for it. Uh, uh, what, what's the other word impeached, you know, for, for trying to start, uh, any type of war, whether it's a
0: trade war or not. um, it's just wrong. <laughs> so, here here's here's an oddity, I guess. Um, I was thinking about this earlier today, just the whole tariff situation in general. And I was like, man, I wonder. Like I'm I don't consider myself to be a conspiracy theorist, uh but apparently that makes me a coward because I don't like the label. Um, uh, I'm probably considered a conspiracy theorist by other people, but I'm definitely paranoid. I'm paranoid about a lot of things. <laughs> So I don't I don't mind that I I suffer from paranoia in a lot of different ways, which makes me a good conspiracy theorist. But I was thinking, I was wondering, right? I wonder if Trump is on. Here's my conspiracy theory: I wonder if Trump is on good terms with the Chinese leader. Right? I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Sure. And and what they're doing is they're playing this tariff game amongst each other, where each side has a scapegoat. Right? The Americans. Will blame the Chinese, and the Chinese will blame the Americans, um, and in the end, where does all that money end up? In the government's hands of each country, sure. right? They're like China's like we will, we will, we will fight this trade war, this tariff war to the bitter end. So they raise tariffs, right on on American yeah. import goods. It's so it's the same concept of
1: of lawyers working against their clients. Together, like, whoa, we'll just keep
0: this case going for as long as we can until they have nothing left. Right. They're just milk. <laughs> they're milking each side, um, and and maybe like it's it, again, it's hard for me to believe that they're that stupid, right? So if they're if they're not that stupid, then it must be a conspiracy against us, the people, right? So you know, Trump, they, there's an import tax on Chinese goods, so you know prices go up. They pay the they pay the tariff. Uh, which goes to the state, then they raise the price, uh, which goes to the consumers. And in most places, there's you know there's there's a tax on on uh, on goods sold, right? There's you know there's uh, there's a sales tax on that stuff. So you got higher prices, which means higher sales tax. So at every level, uh, the people are harmed, and the government benefits, mm-hmm. and the government of China benefits uh, just as much as the people of China, the Chinese people, are harmed. So it's you got these two like world leaders conspiring with each other to uh, fill their coffers for their country respectively off of the off of the backs of the the people um, and and again because it's always going to be an us versus them mentality each side uh, they have the people pitted against the opposing country. So Chinese people are mad at, at Americans and, and the American government and American people are mad at the Chinese. Uh, and then the, the handful of, you know, the handful of us that go like, what the hell is Trump doing? You know, like, no, know, know that it's bad. Uh, but we just want to blame it on him being dumb. Like, I can't believe this guy is such a moron. Uh, but maybe he's not. Maybe, maybe he's smart enough to know that this is, this is how to get more money into the hands of the government uh, with, without being blamed for harming the people. Right, you can't you can't raise taxes. Right, we're cutting taxes, uh, but we're raising tariffs. So blame the Chinese for, for you for you having to pay more for less it, stuff.
1: It it is funny to, to to see the people on the right, you know, saying,
0: "Oh yeah, he's he's lowering
1: taxes," but they don't see tariffs as a tax, you know. <laughs> so,
0: right. So he's he's and, got the wool pulled over their eyes.
1: And of course he was supposed to, you know, drain the swamp
0: and he's actually funding the swamp now. So, so <laughs> whatever. And then you got the election cycle coming up and then like, but who, who could oppose him, uh, you know, to, to you know, to the, to the satisfaction of, of all of this. Right. And like, you know, if the Democrat comes in charge. Right, they're not going to apologize. They're not going to, you know, it's going to be business as usual. It's not like they're going to be like, sorry, you know, hat in hand. Sorry, sorry, rest of the world, uh, we're, you know, uh, we had four years of that guy. Whew, done with that. Uh, let's let's go ahead and look at real world problems and solve. Them. No, they're just going to continue on. It's unlikely that they'll remove the tariffs, uh, you know, with China or oh, you no. know, stop the wars or do anything. It's just going to continue on. So you can't even you can't even trust. Uh, the Democrat side to even fix all this—it's just a mess. It's a mess that benefits the government and harms the people. And I don't understand. Uh, I I wouldn't be able to understand any politician out there who who would be fighting uh, against that system, right? For the benefit of the people, like it doesn't it doesn't seem to exist to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: I I wouldn't tell anybody who to vote for or to vote at all. But um, I I still see all the like whenever I see a post about Tulsi Gabbard on Facebook, yes. there's just ninety five percent like negative comments about her, and I always point out to people like, "Okay, fine, fine, fine. You don't like her, but who do you like?" And nobody ever says
0: who they like. It's really weird. It's like because there's nobody to like. Okay. Oh, which which, <laughs> Brian, which is another thing.
1: But they don't do that to anybody else. It's just there's these never Tulsi people, and then there's no there's no positive people out there so so i'm i'm assuming i'm picking the the right person that will never win again because any 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 politician that i actually want to you know
0: sit in the in the throne uh, never makes it there um so are you saying that you would throw a vote in tulsi's way if if like are you in, in um in well, the primaries like is that
1: like like i said many times before like the, the only reason i would vote is to end wars um, and she's the
0: only candidate running on that sort of platform.
1: Yeah, that's the only one, as far as I know. Okay, um, there's some other people who, you know, maybe would end wars, but they 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 don't make that their uh, their campaign. Like, like, uh, and Andrew Yang and his universal basic income, which I also want to see. I want to see it tried, like even if it destroys America, because I think <laughs> I think. Uh, I think america is going to be destroyed anyway i mean i i listen to some of the top economists on you know both sides and they say you know in the next seven to ten years um the system's going to be not sustainable anymore it's just there's not enough money uh to pay for anything even if even if they taxed people at 90 percent everybody in the country 90 it still wouldn't be enough to to uh fund all the debt and liabilities so yeah it's coming there's oh. it you know whether the next recession starts this year or you know five years from now um it's coming and it's going to be bigger uh than 2008 like the the problems because sure um so we're, we're either heading to hyperinflation or you know something else that we, that we don't know maybe maybe you know some people are saying oh well we need and this happened in 2008 also they were talking about going to a different world currency reserve, so yep no no more dollar reserve, and they they keep saying, "Well, what is it going to be and someone someone said, oh, it's going to be a, a, a digital currency, something like uh, facebook's libra and i and so I was thinking about it like, well actually no it would it would be bitcoin um no it, it wouldn't be like Bitcoin it would be exactly like but it would bitcoin. be exactly Bitcoin, yeah, because uh there's nothing more regulated and distributed and uh and powerful is that network so why would it why would anybody trust anything else (laughs) it doesn't make any sense why would you trust some corporation or some central bank that that can print it
0: out of thin air like it doesn't make any sense well because that's who everyone trusts now (laughs) right right but
1: it's 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 really weird it's why why do people want to Trust some, you know, fictional entity like a corporation or a government. It's, uh,
0: it's bizarre I, to me. Well, it's bizarre, but I, I think it je- definitely stems from the fact because that's what you grew up with, right? I mean, from 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 whence you were a little child, right? You know, you you the first money handed to you was I, likely a U.S. denominated coin.
1: I think it's right? a deep seated uh, appreciation of authority. That these people have,
0: that's an that's an interesting theory as well. And I think some people
1: can't think outside of those realms. Like yeah, it's just, I mean, I, it's just I, part I, part of them. So
0: I agree, but it it's it stems from the youth, right? It stems from this is yeah, if the U.S. dollar is all you've known, right? As far as we you know, what is money, and anything that's not the U.S. dollar is either you know fake money or funny money or play money or a foreign currency right? That gets introduced later, right? Like, oh, what? Mexico? Mexicans have a different thing? No, pesos. Oh, interesting. You know? Oh, are you on again? Oh, that's news to me. I thought this was money. Um, but yeah, so, and, and where do you, where do you keep your money, right? If you're, if you're being taught, if you're, if you're a child being taught like good financial awareness, right? Your parents set up a bank account for you and they went, we're going to go to the bank. We're going to deposit the money. We're going to get you interest, right? Uh, Mary Poppins, right? The tuppence, the whole tuppence song or whatever was, you know, interest, interest on two tuppence or whatever it was at the time, you know, that just grows and grows and grows. And if you put it in savings, you'll have more later. Um, uh, and you said deep seated and, and for authority, but yeah, because who's the authority the bank is right. And that's in that scenario. So you, you, you learn good finances by putting it in a bank and then something comes along and disrupts that right? And it's like, well, do you trust this new disruptive technology? Uh, or do you trust the only thing you've known for uh, 20, 30 years of your life? Right? No, oh, I'll just, uh, the, I'll just, you know, the bank's not perfect, but it's it's the devil I know. And who knows what will happen? Like, what happens if my Bitcoin gets hacked? You know, and I lose everything. I, I At least with the bank, there's some recourse that I can go through to, to fix it and solve it and get my money back. And there's nothing like that with Bitcoin. So, you know. I can see it, right? I I, underst- I, I understand why I don't agree, um, but I can definitely see why people are stuck uh, in that in that sphere of uh, authority and finance, right? And then you know, if you pay attention in school, uh, you know, when when the, the discussion about the Federal Reserve comes up, um, it's all positive for the Fed, right? Why don't we need, with all the banks crashing and closing and local banks doing this and that, uh, we, the American people, we needed a federal bank to control the money supply so that all these little banks wouldn't put their members out of business by going under, right? You can't have local currencies uh, because those are not trustworthy. Look at all these bank failures and bank collapses of the, you know, whatever decade it happened to be. So you go, oh, yeah, Federal Reserve, very perfect, you know, oversight, o- oversight, authority, they make the rules because they know what to do and they can they can clean up all the messes of all these other banks. So, you know, thumbs up, Federal Reserve. Uh, and then you do more research and then you find out what's really going on and then, you know, you, you take a turn for like, man, maybe there's something about this cryptocurrency or before that, maybe there's something to be said about gold and silver and, and precious metals. You know, maybe we can talk about uh, local uh, local currencies, or, you know, the the, the uh, locally printed currencies that were a thing for a while, depending on the, the neighborhood currencies. I think that's what they're called. There's a list of those somewhere on Wikipedia of all the different regional currencies that, you know, are uh, still active. So, yeah, you know, you, you said deep seated and I totally agree. But the, the question is why and then how do you break someone free from that? Mm -hmm. and you have to do it slowly if you're lucky at all. I want to jump back. We talked about political candidates, and I want to get this out there before we move too far away from the topic. So you said, who would you vote for on the national level? Maybe Tulsi uh, for her anti-war position, but do you have anyone at the local level that you would consider voting for? Uh, MC, it's rhetorical if you don't want to
1: answer. Uh no, I don't, I don't like local politics. Okay. And I, I was thinking about this to, yesterday because the guy I was on a hike with, he's all about local politics. He knows okay. all the people's names, even the people out, outside of his district. He, know, he knows all of them. It's it's really weird. Um, is he
0: liberty friendly by any chance or is he like he, just a political? He's, politico?
1: he's uh, like,
0: I guess, right wing libertarian.
1: Okay. Uh, like a bit, like a big government libertarian. Like he, he, he really likes the political process, right? Okay. Or did in the past. At least, he's, I think he's changing a little bit. Uh, he's he's actually been burned a few times recently. Well, actually, oh, of course, whole, whole, well, yeah, of course, like politics is stupid. Don't, don't you know? But, um, where have you been? <laughs> so, what I was thinking was like, if I was. In a, in a room like let's say a politician's given his his speech or whatever and there's time for questions I guess my question to the politician would be uh, you know if if you lose and your your opponent wins how is your opponent gonna make my life worse and that like how, how much power does he have like what could he possibly do like sure. what's the worst worst case scenario that my opponent could do to me um, and in local politics like I don't. I don't even know. It's like you know they're gonna uh, uh, give more money to the police so they could run more ra- radar. I mean stuff like yeah, that. More I mean,
0: s- more sting operations. They can raise your local taxes. They can raise your property taxes or get the you know get the committee to do it. Uh, yeah. Local ordinances, right? Like your so, your no texting and driving law, you know, is, or your no texting and walking law in Hawaii uh, doesn't apply here, right? Your your helmet law. In Hawaii, so, doesn't apply to motorcycles here.
1: So for for the most part, the the local stuff, even though they're they're changing laws, like it doesn't affect me. Like they they, they, they could they could make ten laws, uh, that, well, I'm not even going to know about them because I don't follow what the politicians are doing, right? Sure. I don't, I don't go to the courthouse and be like, oh, what laws do I have to follow today? You know, like people just don't do that. They they don't have a clue. And for the most part, it doesn't matter. The cops aren't out there, you know, enforcing uh, the the no walking across the street with a cell phone. Yep. I mean, they're just they're just doing busy work, and just wait the until part,
0: they need the money. Just wait until they need the money, and then all of a sudden, enforcement cracks down.
1: Sure, I, I guess. But like I said, for the most part, I'm not going to know what they're doing, and it's I'm not going to lose sleep over it. It's like it's not going to affect me uh and maybe it will maybe i mean maybe there's of course there's situations where you know i'll, I'll just be the target of one of their stupid laws but sure. um but for the most part you know 40 years of politicians could go by uh and i'm not going to care which you know <laughs> which you know left or right or up or down or whatever local politician gets in there it, it's not going to matter to me
0: so well let me share this with you then cuz this is why the question was rhetorical Here in New Hampshire, in the little old town of Keene, for this uh, next election cycle, the people voting for mayor of Keene will now have the option to vote for nobody. Oh, excellent. So uh, 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 a co-host on Free Talk Live and, you know, uh, not a close personal friend, but an acquaintance of mine, uh, recently got it filed. A few months ago, he legally changed his name to nobody. And then earlier this week, filled out the paperwork to to uh, put his name on the ballot to run for mayor of Keene. So people in that city now have the uh, ability to vote for nobody, uh, at least in the first few rounds. Like it's, it's the, the way that was explained to me, it's, it eventually becomes a two-person runoff. Mm. Um, you know, so, so whatever, which is, it, so it's highly unlikely that it's going to be like somebody versus him in the end. But at least early on, uh, people will have the option, you know, to, to vote for nobody, uh, for mayor of Keene. And I think that's beautiful, um, in one of the news articles, uh, when they, I guess they, they interviewed him briefly, uh, you know, as a reason why, and he said, you know, it's, it's part rebellion and part protest, right. You know, to, to give people this option and to be the one to do it. So, um, uh, if, if your local politician, uh, in your little neighborhood, <laughs> If you don't have the option to vote for nobody, uh, you know, that's one of the things where, you know, it's, it's just different here as it were, uh, that, that town now has the ability to vote for nobody on a local election. And if, if, to answer your questions, like, what is he going to do, uh, to, to, you know, to affect your life? Um, I'm pretty sure his answer was like, he's not going to do anything, right? Like he's no, no, nothing new might not even show up for anything. <laughs> Just as if he didn't, as if it was a a figurehead position, Uh, you could have easily voted the dog in, and nothing gets passed, uh, or whatever. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think he plans on doing any. I don't think he plans on winning number one, but I don't think he plans on doing anything with it should he win. uh, Aside from the fact that you know, it's it's a it's a protest candidacy. Um, and it's one of those things where, well, if you want, if you've always wanted the chance to vote for nobody, uh, now's your opportunity. So, uh, often running with that, will it, will it, will it have an impact? Uh, probably not, you know, you never know. Um, but it, it it's being, it has been covered by the, some of the major local newspapers here. And I just think it's fun. Like when he proposed it, I went. That's going to be fun, and they said, "Would you vote for him?" I said, "Nope, I would still not vote for him because <laughs> because <laughs> I don't vote. You, you can you convince all the other you know non voting anarchists to, to vote for him. Uh, I will I, w- I will support uh, the candidacy as much as I can. You know, probably not financially, but I will just do stuff like this and get the word out and spread it and talk to people and you know advocate for it. Uh, but no, number one, I don't live in Keene." Uh, and number two, I wouldn't vote. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna put myself into that system just to cast a protest vote. Um, you know, for for you know, not not it's a losing yeah. vote, but just I wouldn't put myself in that position to to advocate for that either. Like I like being so able to it, say that I've never voted. Uh, but it is an mentioned, option. You
1: mentioned something, uh, one word, in there's uh, or two supporting candidate financially, um, and I had the idea and. Because I, I really don't like supporting. I don't want to give money to a politician uh, for whatever they want to do. Like to to me, the voting thing is not that that big of a deal to me. Um, the but giving time and effort and money to people is a big deal. Yeah. Um, so and I I want there to be an alternative to uh, the normal political system and so what what i wanted to do in hawaii is like instead of instead of libertarian party being something that supports candidates um which i think people can do if they they want to do individually um but the party could be something else and i don't know what that something is yet but uh imagine people donating money to this organization and they do something with it maybe they uh You know, build the shining tower of freedom, and you know what does it do well whatever they want it to do, but i don 't know maybe it 's just a market or something yeah um but the point is, build something that is nice that people like uh maybe it 's just a voluntarist type of organization where people could volunteer their time to help people i don 't know, but um build something that people like that people will want to keep donating money to for the sole purpose of making it bigger until sure. it covers the whole state. And then that's all there is, is this uh, voluntary organization where people are free to you know either give to it or not and live their lives however they want. Um, so maybe, maybe the organization, all it does is buy property and that, and then let people, you know, actually own it
0: you know yeah uh i mean that that's being floated around here as well already i mean i'm not i'm not in the group on facebook because i just realized that it exists Uh, but there's there are you know liberty-minded individuals here in new hampshire that want to do that they want to buy a whole bunch of land um like collectively collectively owned right because it's mm -hmm. expensive for all of us you know poor libertarian anarchists to to afford it um and then just like you know like tiny like a little tiny home community uh somewhere out there where we're, it's just we're we're segregated from the rest of that you know nasty nasty society out there um but it's a little it's a little haven that we can call home and then you know the more the more people that participate the more land we can get the bigger you know the bigger our plot could be um but yeah so I I'm a big fan of that idea um the the way you're describing it uh mc it sounds if it's going to be a political thing, it sounds like more, uh, more like educational outreach, right? So, you know, you, you donate to, so again, what they have here, and I've known about this for longer than I moved, um, uh, is the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, which if it's a, you know, it takes donations. Um, but what they do is they read the bills, you know, any law that comes up, uh, in New Hampshire, volunteers will read the bills and they will grade it on a scale of like, you know. Uh, statism to libertarianism or whatever. Like, you know, they'll the like F to an a plus on, on how liberty minded, uh, this particular bill is. And then they hand that out to the politicians and they go like, if you believe in liberty, you should vote this way. Uh, and then at the end they look at how the politicians voted and they give those fuckers a grade too. Uh, you know, and then at some, at they, they just had the, uh, annual dinner like a, like a month or two ago um basically giving the most liberty uh politician an award for being like you know Mr Libertarian of New Hampshire for the year for the w- for the way that he or she voted uh in those elections so something you know something like you you, you donate to the because because you're like well those volunteers do good work and you know someone needs to be doing this type of thing so if you're in the political system um something like that right educational outreach um here's some you know publish some books publish some pamphlets on the issues as it were and get those distributed to people who, you know, I don't want to say matter, but people who are still stuck in that system of voting and want to, and want to affect change that way. Just not me.
1: Yeah. Uh, th- I think those things are beneficial too. Uh, but I, I'm thinking a little bit more outside of, um, government being, uh, because I don't like being around them, and I don't want—I don't want to tell anybody else to
0: go talk to the politicians and tell them how they're doing. Yeah. Well, but, the the, peop- the people trying to collect money to buy some property—that's—that's like—that's definitely an outside the system thing. Sure. But if you're talking about if you want an organization that you know does something, um, you know, to to educate people, I mean, the that's the closest thing that we have here is you know, hey, these are the bills that are coming up. And here's how you should vote. And if you don't, you know, if you don't want to participate in that, you still can educate yourself on the ideas of liberty, liberty and freedom, um, and you know, agorism is another term that gets thrown around uh, not frequently enough for my liking around here. But yeah, build build that something to build the community amongst the people, and then grow that community amongst the people. Yeah, and so
1: and so maybe the most important thing is is just building a market and. Uh, let people lease out spots and and just, uh, yeah, because that's to me that's where that's where liberty shines the most is uh, being
0: able to trade. So yep, yeah. and and I guess, again, I guess uh, I need to build a mall. Uh, just be a a mall tycoon. Well, and you you can again if 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 you're just talking about markets um, uh, here again uh, in Manchester, um, they do like a monthly market day. And it's, you know, it's, it's frequently at just a friend of mine's house, right. In his backyard, uh, you show up, you have stuff to vend, you set up a table and people show up to buy your wares and trade and you show up to buy other people's stuff. Um, so it's just, it's, it's not, I don't, I don't I don't want to sound harsh, but it's not, it's not a new idea, but it could definitely be expanded, right? It could definitely be, you know, a larger farmer's market type thing or a larger mall. Uh, like you said of, of, you know, just community members getting together. Um, but there's also malls, right? There, you, you could buy land and get a mall, get a strip mall. Um, but it, it also seems to me that those, those types of places are on the downswing. Like every, you know, every time I see an article about a mall, it's because it's closing, not because it's expanding, because more people are shopping online, uh, and going out less to brick and mortar locations. Um, but at the same time, you know, we have, we have a community of artists and, you know, farmers and, and, you know, that type of thing and you got to eat, right? So if you're, you know, there's one dude that sets up, he vends soap, he makes his own soap. Uh, and we, you know, we spent, uh, at Porkfest, we spent like uh, at least a half an hour just talking to him about soap, um unfortunately we weren't in the market for soap at the time but it was like all right give me your card because when we you know <laughs> when when we need to buy soap again it'd be nice to buy it from you because it's you know supporting supporting the local liberty community as much as possible right why go why shop elsewhere for things that you know they're selling um especially if it's quality right at a, at a reasonable price Um, why give your money to the big stores when you can support, you know, when you can grow the local Liberty community and having a place to do that could be beneficial, right? If you, if if you bought like, you know, a building, um, or got some investors to buy a building and that was just like, that was the hub, right? You know, rent out the vendor space for a day, have a big old mall type thing at, you know, once a week or once a month or whatever, I could totally see it working because it's already, there's already, um, sparks of that building up here and just maybe not statewide right once a month we do the um in in manchester there's the local like the new movers party for new people who just moved into town and because of the success of that and how much that is expanding uh one of the regulars who showed up to that said you know i'm gonna do one of my own you know further out by the coast side because you know it's it sucks to have to drive in all the way from the coast for this um and there's people moving to the coast who just, you know, aren't, aren't going to make it all the time. So if we do, you know, so he does his on like an alternate Wednesday night instead. Um, and just, you know, that's it. You go like, well, that's a good idea. How can I, how can I do that closer to where I'm at? Or how can I do that better? Uh, you know, and you just, you just, it just grows and there's a lot of support, right? Cause you're, you're amongst people in the community who go like, that's a great idea, you know? as long and as long, as long as you're not showing up, you know, with hat in hand for everything, um I don't I don't think there'll be a problem if you just like, "Hey, I'm running it. Um I don't need anything. Just you're invited and let's make this happen." Uh you'll get you'll get people behind you. So yeah, make it happen. Make make it happen in Hawaii if, if there's enough support there for the what five or six libertarian members that are left. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing, this is going to be funny uh, before we get into the the show, the the show thing. So I I said uh, it's New Hampshire. It's just different here. I don't know who coined that or why that's a thing, uh, but I've heard it. So I use it. Uh, Just just some things. It's just different here. Like it's, it's, it's not like any place else you've ever been. It's just different here. So I have mm-hmm. a friend on Facebook um, who I know in person. So it's like, but we're not like again, not close friends, just more of acquaintances than anything else. Um, he posted something about like someone was giving him a hard time for being associated with Antifa in New Hampshire, and he was like, I don't understand why people think I'm associated with Antifa. Um, so I just posted a screenshot. I'm like, uh, Dude, you you invited me to the Antifa NH page. Like that was direct <laughs> that was directly from you. You know. <laughs> don't pretend like you don't know why this is happening. Wow. Right. You say wow. But here's the thing. The Antifa uh NH page is a parody site off the real Antifa. Like they 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 fly the black and yellow colors. Uh it's mostly libertarian content. Right. Um, it's more anti fascism than it is Antifa, right? Okay. So there, okay. there's no like there's no real Antifa yeah. stuff in there uh, but it's called Antifa NH for whatever reason so he got into like this big discussion with another one of uh, with somebody else on Facebook um, about it you know like it's done no, you do you're clearly not sitting the point of, and my only point was dude you're, you're the one and he's like I don't even run that page but like, yeah but you invited people Like you you're associate you've associated yourself with that right um, regardless of whether it's parody I- or satire
1: and I think that has to be discussed a little bit because I, I do have sure. sympathy for people who say they're anti-fascist like well, libertarians are anti-fascist, but yes, it's it's not so much about being anti-fascist as being pro-liberty. right. So what are what are anti-fascists for? And that is where they they completely diverge from libertarians.
0: Well, they're not but, for anything. they're anti-fascist, it's in the name.
1: Oh, but if you talk to the individuals, what do they want? What is their utopia? A lot of them are socialists. Yes. Right. So, okay, they're anti-fascist, but they're pro-socialist. It's like argumental. Like,
0: <laughs> like. Yes, they are.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I don't, those I don't ones like absolutely this group
1: are. Of authoritarians, because I like the other group of of authoritarians. Like, why? That doesn't make any sense. Um, and and it comes down to the reason they're anti-fascist is because they just don't like rich people, a lot of times, and so that's right. why they vandalize the banks and stuff like that. And and I'm I'm against the banking system too, and go ahead and uh, destroy them for all I care. I don't really care. Um, but the you know the reasons you do things matter. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, but I will say the the antifa right has done a good job, sort of of controlling the narrative, right? Because mm, for not as violent, not, yeah, for, for us, but look at it from their perspective, right? They go, we're anti-fascist, right? If you're not Antifa, if you're not with us, well, then you're not anti-fascist by definition because right. that's the, the, the whole purpose of us is to be anti-fascist. So if you're not anti-fascist, then you are by definition then right a fascist or a supporter of fascism um and and then you know they they make you their
1: enemy should we do the same thing and
0: say well if
1: if you're not pro-liberty that means you're anti-liberty and
0: uh you know i mean we already do call them status (laughs)
1: therefore you're the enemy um i don't i don't know how much that helps
0: I'm not. I'm not so, suggesting that it does. I'm just saying from their perspective. Yeah, and I don't so the, think
1: it. I don't think it really does
0: help at all. Really. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, there's, again, there's they, they successively people... pitted themselves against the Nazis, right? The the right wing fascist Nazis. Right. But, if you're not anti fascist, <laughs> then you must be a Nazi. And for the most part, right? They they are winning that battle of ideology. Okay, because but it's not—it's
1: no, not hard to beat Nazis, though.
0: Like, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> but if, they, if,
1: but that's what's so funny to me. Like the Nazis are actually such a small, like, little problem. Um, what what they're failing at is trying to say that that Trump is a Nazi. You know that, Well, in a way, they're they're succeeding. I mean, the, the whole left is succeeding. At well, because he's
0: the, he's not antifa right he's not he's not well, against fascism
1: they they've convinced i'm i'm not saying antifa has had any impact on this at all but the left has gone so far to uh, ask the question to all the candidates is is trump a white supremacist and all yes. the all the all the politicians have to say oh yes he's a white supremacist or otherwise the left will attack them so it's i think it's really dishonest for for them to say he's a white supremacist he's cuz I think it's obvious why he is. He's a, he's more of an egoist. Um, if if Trump happened to be a, a black man, uh, would that make him a black supremacist? You know, like no, he, he's in love with himself. That doesn't make, make him a white supremacist. <laughs> you
0: know? well he's he's apparently the chosen one, and being <laughs> being the white chosen one, I'm I i do not think there's anyone more supreme than him in his own mind at this point. Well, and he is the supremacist. Saying.
1: That's but his race has nothing to do with it. Okay. He, he just he just thinks he's the shit. Yeah, right. It doesn't mean he thinks only white people can be the shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't think he believes that at all. No, he's not it's it's so stupid to try to get your, your base to grow uh by saying that the country is full of white supremacists and being run by a white supremacist. You know, it's 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 uh it's just it's a uh, well, it's dishonest, right? And and it's it doesn't help anything. Well, we'll to be, see
0: to, to be dishonest. Well, um, well, they, he, they, he, he, he might, it'll might bear lose. out in the next election cycle.
1: I don't, I don't think it'll
0: hurt him at all as far okay. as that stuff goes.
1: I think, I think that's why Trump gets so much support is because people are calling him white supremacist. It's like that's that's stupid. <laughs> so now, you think
0: that the strategy is backfiring on them. It,
1: yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why he's winning is because the uh, I think Yarn Brook said it was that no well, maybe it wasn't him, but some somebody said that the the left has
0: become unbearable. Like that's why Trump has is succeeding. Um, I could see that too. Not supporting either of them, but yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, it's it, you know when the when the media is is attacking is attacking a politician is really hard for the politician to to say something honest because they'll, they'll spin it but they'll spin it anyway yeah um, and, and the same thing goes like uh with what they're doing with tulsi gabbard they said oh you met you met with a uh with a dictator uh and you know a, a brutal dictator in the middle east it's like and yeah exactly like, <laughs> that should be the response <laughs> yeah so and we had tea did, did, <laughs> so what did, did did she give him money to do it more or did you know uh did they
0: discuss policy for when she's did, in charge, you know? Did she tell him to stop doing it or <laughs> you know. well she didn't what? take him out. She had well, the she opportunity. Did,
1: she didn't assassinate
0: him. That's that's true. Um <laughs> She's a member of the military. It would have been perfectly legal.
1: Yeah. Um Well, I don't think that being a member of the military had anything to do with it. It's just um I'm just saying they I think she's what they're I legally think she's doing is is saying is is setting an example. Like if you want diplomacy, if you want less US troops dying over there, go go freaking talk to them, don't uh don't put put out uh random things like, "Oh, he must go." And then well, you know, if that's the case then Trump's a
0: big diplomat too then cuz he's he's met with a bunch of world leaders of, you know. Sure. Like the sure. first one with Kim Jong Un and whatever.
1: But that's that's part of their uh, attack on on Tulsi is that oh she's just like Trump, she she talks to people.
0: She wants <laughs> you know, to go to diplomacy like... instead of go to war. <laughs> See, <and> that's <laughs> the thing with but... Trump, he like he doesn't he, he'll go talk to him, right? But like in in the case of China that we started the show with, uh he'll he'll also go to economic war right and we're not going to yeah. send troops to china but we'll put tariffs out there right we'll we'll do this differently than what you're used to but it's still you know it's still not good and for th- the people
1: and like you were saying earlier m- maybe that's his way of uh raising taxes without raising taxes oh man uh, that's well, such a cons-
0: such a conspiracy theory running through my head right now
1: well sure but it's it's valid um but it also just might be a politician doing stuff because he's a politician. Like he has to do something, and if you want to have an enemy, there's no better enemy than China, uh, because they are biggest. And this is what's wrong. They say it's uh, China is a competitor. No, they're they're uh, cooperating with us. They're yes engaging in trade, um, and it's not it's not just. Competition it's cooperation, also. So, yes. You, well, when, but it is competition
0: st- insofar as uh, you know Chinese manufacturers do compete directly or indirectly with North American sure. manufacturers. I mean, sure. you can't get around that in any situation. No. But they just also as much help as us. Burger King competes with McDonald's.
1: For for example, we we used to I don't know how much we're going to do it anymore. Uh, we used to buy steel from them so that manufacturers in the U.S. could build stuff out of it. Yep. and you put tariffs on the steel and then okay well now the manufacturer might go out of business because it's cheaper to manufacture it in China because they've had cheaper steel <laughs> you know? so uh, it's not all competition.
0: yeah, you're right there, there's definitely some some free market stuff going on there. Um, the, the the companies have to buy the steel from China and if they if they can't buy it from China they have to buy it from somebody else. Uh, and if well, they if they buy it,
1: buy it from, from somebody else, then they're paying a higher price, and if they're right. paying a higher price, then they can't compete with China. So, right, it's this is it's it's a, it's a really it's it's way deeper than any politician could uh, uh, be able to manipulate in a good way, and I think that's what Trump is trying to do. He's like, well, if I tweak this here and tweak that there, then America will be competitive. No, it, that, the economy yeah. doesn't work that way. The economy figures itself out. Uh, based on you know everybody making the best decisions for themselves yes Uh, you know and and they call that the what do you call it the invisible hand but it's not it's 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 not an invisible hand it's entrepreneurs and businessmen and people trying to make a little bit of profit or a lot if they can Um, it's
0: millions upon millions of visible hands
1: right Um, yeah an aggregation and and it's and, and, and it works better the more people you have involved in making all the decisions of the world. And when you put one politician in there to, to, uh, slow things down and, and, and mess things up and then they have to, it takes years for them to figure out what the news, the new, uh, economic Ruse. model is. Yeah. And, and figure out, well, this is now the best way to do things. Um, so the, yeah, the effects take years to to bear out and uh yeah, I I I really I'm I'm really worried about what's going to happen in the next crash. Okay. Is it is it going to be oh well, it's because we didn't have enough tariffs. So we have to increase tariffs to you know 90% and then we'll be totally isolated. You know.
0: Yeah, then we can't so afford anything.
1: It, so I guess Trump is now the the isolationist.
0: Oh, that, interesting! That they, that they used to call Ron Paul. And give Ron, <laughs> even though even though he wasn't, uh, and they they called <laughs> right, it a bad thing, right? right. 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 Like they, they said isolationist is a bad thing. He's like, I'm not an isolationist. I want to trade with everybody. I'm like you're yeah. an isolationist. Okay, well, right. so when it, when it comes to trying to figure out like the, you know the the economic calculation problem, uh, in in terms of like the net result of tariffs and taxes and all that. Man, I'm so glad there are people smarter than me, because for me, I go like, well, that's there's so much complexity in there that you'll never be able to isolate anything, and it just reminds me of the um, the the you know the the bastiat idea of of um, oh man, I just lost it. Oh, that which is seen and unseen, mm-hmm. right? There's there's no way you can possibly figure out or calculate or like Trump or, or if Trump has the you know the vision required to know how all of these, all of these actions are going to play out. Um, and what we don't see is all the benefits that would have come if he would have just left it alone. Like how would things have been if he had just done nothing? Uh, and the likelihood, right again, without, without doing all the calculations, cause there's layers upon layers upon layers of complexity is that the likelihood is that things would have been better off if he would have just left it alone. Um, And, and, you know, just let China, let China do their thing and let America do our thing. And if Chinese tariffs makes it difficult for American exporters to get their goods into China, well, then American exporters can change their business and export somewhere else or, you know, or be, or just be domestic producers, um, and not worry about Chinese tariffs or just raise the prices in China and see if, you know, see what the market does over there. Um, but yeah, and but you know you got tariffs on both sides, taxes on both sides, introduces so much complexity, and there's no way to figure it all out. There's not only is there no way to figure it all out, there's no way that someone like Trump could even come close to being the, the guy that has that all figured out. Nonsense. So I,
1: I bought a book. It's the best of Ludwig von Mises. Is that the um, new
0: one? I think I saw yeah, it that. Yeah, it just
1: it just came out. Um, I think it was edited by uh, – what's his name? Uh, I, I don't remember. I forget his name. Anyway. Tom
0: Woods, Robert Murphy. No, no, no. The,
1: the guy that always wears the bow tie.
0: Oh, Jeffrey Tucker?
1: Yeah. yeah. I, think oh, he, okay. I think he had something to do with it. So. That's going to um, be an
0: amazing read then.
1: Yeah. and and he and when he says it's good, uh, I, I tend to believe him. And actually – I've, I've been looking for something like this like the best of and I actually wish it wasn't just the best of Libra von Mises I wish I wish it was a collection of the best thinkers um, because I think I think that's what people need to see is not just one talking point uh, about you know markets and, and, and the way that libertarians see the world but but many of them um, so that if somebody reads it they don't just dismiss it because, uh, you know, somebody else's talking point. Like, there's, it, I think there's uh, definitely a hurdle, and maybe it's just the whole authoritarian uh, thing that people are stuck on. Okay. Somebody, somebody must be in, in control, or you know, whatever it is. But uh, even even more than just economic research, I w- I, I want to find out like the even deeper roots than that and that's why i like jordan peterson so much is like there's psychological and biological uh, things that that affect people's reasoning yeah Um,
0: and a lot of that doesn't doesn't come out in just the straight up of you know dry economics books right exactly even from the mises institute like even even the austrian economics doesn't doesn't parse out that aspect of it it's it's just the study of that people do these things, not the motivations behind them. Aside from, oh, it's mm-hmm. for their economic benefit. That everyone acts in their own self-interest. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so, so I, I want to kind of bridge bridge them all together, and uh, so that, and, and not and not just for libertarians, but also for, so that libertarians can understand um, the the, the uh, other people in the world too. Sure. Their, their their motivations, and so. People on the left and the right and up and down can can at least have understanding of each other instead of, uh, uh, you know, the, well, authoritarian thinking is, you know, it's my way is right. And that's the only way, you know. Yeah. And that's actually the the, the biggest reason why libertarian is libertarian libertarianism is important is because, OK, maybe maybe your way is wonderful and you, and you can follow that and you can get all your friends to follow that, too. But if somebody disagrees with you, you you should leave them alone. <laughs> you know <laughs> like, oh, we think you should pay taxes for public school. Well, I don't think I should. Does that mean you should kill me for it? Well, no, just leave me alone <laughs> that's, yeah, I think that's a more appropriate response than uh, to show up at their house and kick them out or put them in jail
0: or you know whatever. Well, that's why they have the state to separate their thoughts from the actual violence and the actions. Yeah, they're not going to kick you out of their home, but someone will.
1: Right, and uh, so so yeah, I'd like to, you know, make people understand, uh, like if everybody understood that, hey, you know, your your the way you do things isn't uh, the best way for
0: everybody, and
1: uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it.
0: And again, that's why I I always get hung up on uh what we call the mechanism, right? The how the how things get done. I don't care what your goals are. You could have the noblest of the goals. Uh, one of the things that we were talking about, uh, on free talk live was, you know, when Elizabeth Warren came to town, she like, she, you know, her proposal was like an 80, percent reduction in gun violence. You know, like that's a noble goal, right? How can you not get behind that goal? An 80% reduction in violence? Sign me up, Right. And just goes like, oh, and how we're going to do that? We're going to confiscate all the guns and make you register it. And no one's, you know, no one can protect themselves. And yeah, no automatic weapons. No, no, what, you know, all this, all these bad things that reduce freedom. And then you go like, well, no, no, no. See, you had me, you had me at 80% reduction in crime and violence, right? It's not the goal that I have, I have a moral opposition to. It's, it's the method, the mechanism of which you will, Attempt to accomplish that goal. Yeah. That that I raised you know, I raise a flag, uh, a, a red flag.
1: I, I saw a chart. I don't know how accurate it was, but it was a chart of uh, violence, not just not just gun violence, but uh, uh, murders and, and violence in general. Sure. And and it showed back from Wild Wild West. It was actually Wild Wild West was actually really really low. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's just re- because we're reporting. Uh, wasn't as good or whatever I don't know but uh
0: I su- I assume well, there's probably- more than charts I mean there's there's uh history his historical books and historical accounts of sure. you know the wild wild west and how it wasn't as wild wild uh, right. as people claim to be
1: and so the time the first time it spiked real high was prohibition yep. and then after prohibition ended it it dropped significantly not all the way and then the next time it went up again was prohibition of drugs <laughs> <laughs> um and so if you want to and then and now now it's actually coming down but that's because uh you know well marijuana is becoming legalized and and uh people have more economic uh freedom than they used to they have more things uh like you know technology that's more interesting than uh so so, yeah, violence has been coming down anyway. Um, yep. And it's not because of what the state is doing. It's what they're
0: not doing. <laughs> that's just, right.
1: That's the reason this goes down. And, for, uh, for, so again, yeah. from the well, economics,
0: the economic side of that is, like, this is, this is what happens when they get out of the way, right? right? When they get out of the way, we can see the benefits. Now, how, how much of that benefit is now delayed, right, generationally uh, because they waited so goddamn long to fix this? To, to get out of the way right so yeah
1: if you want to reduce violence um get get drop the laws uh yeah. make all drugs legal um and then spend the money on treating
0: people if more more if, freedom if less violence to. and with that
1: i think uh, we're out
0: of time just about yep the final thoughts wrap it up no nope. all right thank you very much for listening everybody you guys know where to find us anarchist Uh, minds.com slash the anarchist experience and if you'd like to contribute to the show financially uh, do that through patreon patreon patreon.com slash the anarchist experience thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you all next week peace